Welcome to the Peak City Podcast. We're your hosts, Amber Keister, Heather Taylor, Nick Bryant, and I'm Shane Reese. Today on the podcast, brought to you by Keller Williams Legacy in Beaver Creek, Nick and I are chatting with Dr. Ruth Steidinger, former and retired principal at Olive Chapel Elementary, also Wake County's 2019 Principal of the Year, among other awards, and now founder and CEO of Steidinger Consulting, where she specializes in developing and coaching high potential female leaders. Her 30-year career began as a math teacher at Athens Drive High School in 1989, and then she served as an assistant principal at Apex High School, go Cougars, and principal <laughs> of Dillard Drive Elementary. Dr. Steidinger, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here. Dr. Steidinger, can we call you Ruth? Please, yeah. Thank you. It's easy. So we don't stumble too much or <laughs> yeah. uh, tongue twisters. Today's episode won't track entirely with past episodes of our school principal series, but it's for good reason, because you've got a really exciting event soon at Town Campus to talk with us about. Before we get there, we've got a few questions since folks want to hear from someone so well-known around town. We dug up some intel on your time at Olive <laughs> Chapel Elementary, not to put you okay. too much on the spot, but uh, <laughs> uh, and we learned that a survey of your staff indicated an increase of mm -hmm. more than 50 percentage points in trust and respect among colleagues mm -hmm. since your first day serving as principal there, mm -hmm. other than currying favor through the distribution of free donuts and good coffee. How do you find that kind of success? And what advice would you offer to new or soon-to-be school administrators or even teachers? Mm -hmm. So first of all, thank you for sharing that. That was kind. You did do some reconnaissance work. I learned early on as I was working on my certification for leadership that leadership is not about position. When you position yourself as someone that thinks that you garner authority just because of your title, then you're doomed for failure, quite honestly. So right out of the gate with that community, I worked to establish relationships and the consistency of my actions around that. It doesn't mean that everything was perfect. There were times when we had conflict, but the consistency of my actions is that I took the time to work through whatever that conflict was because you mattered to me. And so that was with staff, that was with students, that was with community members. We had to rebuild. And so it took a lot of time and effort, but it was worth every bit of it because I do believe in the value of relationships. And there's all these educator researchers out there that have these triangles and at the base of it, it's like Maslow's hierarchy, but the base of all of them is about relationships. And if you put your energy there and the consistency of what you value in those relationships, it'll pay off. You've been retired now from public schools for about two and a half years. So you've likely had a bit of time to reflect on your own tenure there. What do you miss most? And be honest, <laughs> is there a thing or two you don't miss? Well, I absolutely miss the student staff in the community. You know, one of my favorite things in the morning was to sit out there and carpool and get hugs as I got out of the car. All-time favorite. So that the sense of community was powerful. And I had to reestablish that when I retired, right? It's like you automatically have a community when you go to work every day. So how do you reestablish that, that powerful community? So I missed that. The thing that I don't miss, and I rethought this because initially I had said paperwork, but it's not so much the paperwork. It's time to execute the important paperwork. So like professional development. I believe in that. We did professional development plans, but where we struggle in public education is giving permission to carve out the time to work on those things. 
we used to have years ago in Wake County was time off release on Wednesdays. And that was dedicated for professional development was every Wednesday, half a day. It was a brilliant idea. And then it got taken away. And so all of our teachers and staff and administrators are working hard to find ways to develop themselves professionally while hitting the ground running every single day. So I wouldn't say it's so much the paperwork. I don't miss the constraints of the time that doesn't allow you to grow professionally. Ruth, you and Mayor Gilbert are co-sponsoring a women's empowerment conference here in Apex on Saturday, January 27th, called Be Your Own Shiro, an event providing women with tools and inspiration to elevate everything from their health to their careers. What's it mean to be your own Shiro? And can you tell a little bit about what inspired you to create an event like this? Absolutely. So I wouldn't say that the title Be Your Own Shiro is because it is a women's conference, right? And it's a play on the word hero, obviously. I wouldn't say that it's germane to women, what I'm getting ready to share. I think it's true for anybody. What I hope to share with these women and me and the presenters is a day that will allow them to hit the pause button and recognize their gifts and talents, because we all have them, and rethink how they can leverage those gifts and talents in ways that isn't sitting around waiting for somebody else to do that for them. And so how do they learn to take the reins on their own life choices and not wait for somebody else to make that decision for them? So, and we'll look at ways that maybe getting in their way too. So that was been spent some of my own personal work and the work that I've done with coaches. I've seen the need for some of that. Can you talk a little bit about the health aspects to the conference? Yeah. So we do have one of the presenters is a functional health coach and it's a holistic approach to wellness. It's not just mental and emotional. It's about your physical wellness too. So we're looking at all aspects of of the woman and how can you take time out of your day to take care of you, be it your physical exercise, what you eat, the stories you tell yourself between your two ears, whatever. You've assembled an all-star lineup of community sponsors to offset the costs of the event. And you've got a team of volunteers as well. Why was it important to you that the event take place here in Apex and you mentioned a minute ago, this is targeted at women, but you know, a lot of these lessons are for everybody. But who, who is your target audience and who do you want to participate? Right. So let me start with why this community. So this community has been good to me. Apex, and uh, I get a little teary-eyed thinking about it, quite honestly, because my years at Olive Chapel were the best of my 32-year career in Wake County. The community rallied. The staff rallied. It was the best. And what I learned in that time, particularly with the parents and community members that I had opportunity to work with, is the number of women in this community. And you can walk down Salem Street and walk into any store and see the women leaders that exist in this community. They have something to share. They have something to offer this community, as does every community. But I was very taken aback by the number of powerful women in this community. And so it just seemed fitting to give back in this way to a community that's given to me so richly. And as far as the targeted audience, I think it's anyone that's hungry for or seeking a change, a direction in their life. So whatever that may look like, job, physical, fitness, whatever. Ruth, your passion for coaching and mentoring is clear from hearing you talk today. And I imagine perhaps this event is more important to you in part because you would have found it valuable as a young educator. 
Has there been a point or points in your career when you might have needed to hear these messages most? Yeah, I'm, quite honestly, I think there could have been a myriad of times when that was true. Um, I think back in high school, it would have been nice to have someone leverage my potential better then. And we talk often at Olive Chapel about every child needs a champion. And, you know, that's when we're molding young people, right? And so when I think back on my career, there was a significant moment in my career when I was in a senior level position and was marginalized as a woman in a position of power. And I'll say that loosely, but, um, and was not supported in the way that I had hoped I would be when there were some challenging situations. And it was hard because the person that was challenging me was in position of power and sat in that leadership position knowing that he had leverage because of that position, which is why I circle back around to what I said earlier. Leadership is not about position. So I didn't use my voice as well as I would have liked to in that circumstance. And I wish I had had a mentor that had helped me. We'll go ahead and name the elephant in the room here. You know, you're talking to two white men today as men and fathers to daughters. What can we do to support women's empowerment in the community? And why is it important for men to be supportive? I mean, this isn't an anti-men conference. Mm -hmm. It's a pro-women conference. So what's the message? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you saying that because it's not an anti-man conference. Um, I'm married to a wonderful man who's a feminist and has done a fabulous job of helping me co-parent two young women. So the answer to this is pretty big. I think all of us need to take a pause and recognize when we sit in seats of privilege, whatever those seats are, be it race, gender, socioeconomic status, religion, whatever that seat is. And it's no secret that white heterosexual men sit in one of the greatest seats of privilege in this country, in this world. So I think the first point is recognizing that you sit in that seat of privilege. That was one of the things that I recognized when I came back, when I had the opportunity to go to South Africa and I came back and realized as a white heterosexual woman, I sit in seat of privilege. How do I use my voice to leverage those that don't sit in that same seat? So that's what I would say to anyone, So, I, but I would say it to you as white men, that you sit in seats of privilege. So how are you leveraging others in an authentic and meaningful ways, unobstructed by ego and power, to find their voice? And, and how are you working to nurture the gifts and talents of those that you serve alongside them with or for? It's the intentional work behind that. As that message gets clearly delivered on Saturday, January 27th at mm -hmm. Apex Town Campus, tell us a little bit about the session speakers and the kind of topics that they'll be talking about. Mm -hmm. And tell us a little bit of background of these folks. So you can go on the website and look at all the presenters' names, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there is a woman there that has a business on, it's called Career Pathway Solutions, Dr. Heidi Gusto, who... I actually hired for my daughter to help leverage her in a way to get the job that she wanted. Heidi is a recently published author who has got a number one bestseller on Amazon. And so she's very intentional in helping women and men leverage themselves in the workforce. So she is a presenter there. You have women that have journeyed through some tough times in their life and they talk about learning to take a pause and learning to listen to self 
And so there's some clear sessions on digging a little deeper and working to hear your inner voice and not squelch it. And then there's the functional health coach. There is a woman who is a writing coach, Monica Cox, who helps others position themselves to be perhaps an author, if that's what they want to be. And then there's a woman who's, she's actually a former teacher from Olive Chapel, left teaching, started her own online business on a site that helps teachers with lesson plan development. She now has six, seven staff members. She reached back out to me to ask me to do something for one of her staff members. No clue she had developed it to that degree. So she will talk about how to develop your business through online presence. So it's a panoply of things. For those unable to attend or who are listening to this after the conference, what's one takeaway for those listeners? Or what's a small thing they can do today to be their own Shiro in their families, jobs, or communities? Great question. So the question I would ask is, what is the one thing you've wanted to accomplish that you have not made happen yet? And if you can name that thing and whatever that thing is, it could be inanimate or inanimate object. I mean, I don't know, whatever that thing is that's getting in your way. And then can you circle back and think of a time when you were extremely successful in accomplishing something that was challenging? Take a moment and see if you can scribe those characteristics or those traits that allowed you to push through that tough time. Can you garner those and lift them to this thing that you're saying no to? That sounds like great advice, Ruth. Write it down, put it on your Google Calendar, be your own Shiro event at Apex Town Campus, Saturday, January 27th. Ruth, where can folks get tickets and find out more info? So all you simply have to do is Google Be Your Own Shiro. And when you do, what will pop up is the Eventbrite page, Be Your Own Shiro. And right there, you can get your tickets. And you can find out more about the presenters, the sessions, etc. She's the legendary Dr. Ruth Steidinger. Ruth, thank you for chatting with us today. And we truly appreciate all you've done in our community. My pleasure. For listeners, if you enjoyed this program, check out past episodes at peakcitypodcast.com. Just click on the Listen tab or add us on your preferred podcast platform. Again, thank you to Keller Williams Legacy and Beaver Creek for their support. Peak City Sound for the music, and we'll see you around town. Peak of